This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Whether you are in your car, folding laundry, cooking, cleaning, or maybe even just enjoying a cup of coffee and a few minutes of quiet, we're so glad you're joining us today. Here's your host, wife, mother of four, foster mom, entrepreneur, and author, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Pain Show. Jesse, I don't even know how to describe the last week, week and a half of our lives, but so much has gone down that we need to devote an entire podcast episode to catch everyone up. And I think just for us to be able to sit down and process some of what God has done in this last week and a half. And so next week, we will get back to our normal, I say normal, you know. What is normal? What is normal. But a little bit more of what you expect on the podcast where we have our What's Saving Our Life and books we're reading and have a topic that we're tackling. But maybe, maybe I will actually have a new book to talk about next week. I doubt it. Oh. But if we keep pushing this off, maybe. <laughs> well, I, I finished a book yesterday, but in full disclosure, it was the first book that I have finished in three weeks, maybe longer than that. So yeah, the, we we don't have anything to book, bring nope. to you in the way of books. Well, I did mean I finished the one yesterday. But next week, I think life will be a little bit back to somewhat of a groove. I'm not going to say normal, no. but somewhat of a groove. And so we will be sharing with you what you've come to expect on the podcast. Expect the unexpected, I guess I should say. But (laughs) Okay, let's try to, in 26 minutes or so, share a little bit about what's gone down in last week and a half. First off, you and Caitlin and Catherine had 
two big trips. You and Caitlin went to Disney and uh, we'll get into that. Mm -hmm. And then Catherine went to the Florida Keys, which she had a fantastic trip. And we have expanded our family unexpectedly. Well, I mean, I don't know if unexpectedly we were, our home was open um, to another foster care placement, but the way it all went down and it's, well, you know, we should know by now that when it goes down, it's going to go down quickly. <laughs> and so that we're going to talk all about that. And then I also launched a book, which I haven't done in since 2015. So that was kind of a little bit of a deal. And then we got the stomach bug. So Jesse, let's start back, back. It feels like three months ago, but I guess it was only a week and a half. Maybe two weeks ago. It was, well, it was almost two weeks ago because you left on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. So tell us about your trip to Disney. It was a lot of fun. Um, so, And you didn't just go to Disney. We but. didn't just go to Disney. And every year around spring break, uh, the school that our children go to, they have what's called a week without walls. And it's designed to kind of get the students outside of the building and to learn from their surroundings. If sometimes they stay local, sometimes they go out of country. So nobody went out of country this year. Catherine did last year. That's why she went to Belize. Belize? Belize. No, not Belize. (laughs) Where did did that come from? Boy, I don't know. We talked about Belize on the trip a few times. So. Have you been getting enough sleep? No. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, keep going. Suriname last year. Anywho. um, So this year, it was kind of a big deal for Caitlin to step into this Week Without Walls experience, and she wanted to take a bigger trip. So I decided I wanted to go along with her. Um, I did that with Catherine here a few few years ago when we went to to D.C., and that was a lot of fun. And uh, anyway, we had a lot of fun uh, on this trip to Florida. We flew into Orlando, which was our first opportunity flying um, after all the COVID this shutdowns. Is first, this is the first time that you've flown in well, a did long you, time. Well, wait, did you fly at all in 2020? No. So, wow. Yeah, which is huge because I'm used to flying all over the place. So, um, it was a lot of fun. First time in a long time flying Southwest. That was an experience. Um, learning that group C does indeed stand for center seat, but overall it was good. And then, um, we didn't, like you said, we went to Disney, we went to a different park every day for three days. Oh, you should also tell what your group was, what the, it was just all high schoolers. Is that correct? Correct. correct. Most of them were seniors. Okay. Um, they, in fact, they had thought that they were going to be going on and having entirely seniors on this trip, but there were some freshmen that went. So that was, that was fun. I getting to know the seniors better and getting to pour into a couple of them. It was, it was a lot of fun. And then, uh, so we went to Cocoa beach the first day and then second, third and fourth days, we went to different Disney beat, uh, Disney park, excuse me. We went to uh, Hollywood Studios the first day, Animal Kingdom the second day, and then the Magic Kingdom the third day. And we went to Epcot on the second day because we split the Animal Kingdom and Epcot into two, uh, into one day. So that was fun. Then we went to NASA on the fourth day, I believe it was. 
So yeah, we we were going everywhere. And you, they were long days. Oh no, no, no! We went to La- NASA on the fifth day because on the yes. fourth day we went to an aquarium. Um, that was two hours Clearwater away. Clearwater Beach. Yes. And you, because you were gone from Saturday to Saturday, uh-huh. and it feels like you filled every single day. <laughs> very. <laughs> every full. day was very full. Yeah. I should know the answer to this question, but I do not. Was this your first time to go to Disney World? Disney World, yes. You've been to Disneyland. I was to, been to Disneyland a long time ago. Okay. So of all of the days, all of the experiences, I mean, I know you experienced a lot, mm-hmm. but what is one, when you look back on the trip, what would you say? What's the one thing that kind of stands out to you is like, that was the highlight. Face my fears going on all the roller coasters I went on was definitely a highlight. That's um, a big deal because I'm, I just have to admit that I'm a little... I don't know what the quite what the right word is, but I've tried to get you on a lot of roller coasters mm-hmm. and I don't usually succeed. And so the fact that you went on this trip without me mm-hmm. and w- went on all these roller coasters, which I love roller coasters and you don't really love mm-hmm. roller coasters. Yeah, that kind of makes me. Well, so each day I went into it thinking, what is what are the few things that if I didn't do this particular day? that if I didn't get them done, that I'd kick myself and wish I would have done. So I didn't want to look back on opportunities that I had and when wished that I would have taken them. So at the beach, uh, one thing that I wanted to do was go, was jog on the beach because, you know, running on, in, at the beach, we don't have a beach near here. So um, running in sand, um, I wanted to take that opportunity. So I did do that. And um, it was cold. It was cold on the beach. It was probably about upper 60s and windy. And so the, there wasn't as many people as they were expecting out on the beach. And also, because it was windy, depending on which way you're going, your legs were getting sandblasted. So, and this was in the middle of the day that it was 60 degrees. This was in the degrees. middle of the day. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I thought I was picturing like this morning run on the beach. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, 60 isn't that, that cold, but. Okay, yes. It's not, except for when you get into water that's even colder. Yes, um, and it's, if it's really windy. And if it's windy, too. Yes. But it was a lot of fun. Well, good for you. I think we need to book a trip to an amusement park ASAP. and mm-hmm. Take advantage of this. Yes, and we're going to make sure that you go into the amusement park with that attitude of like, yeah. not wanting to kick yourself about anything. So. Yep. I mean, what's the what's the amusement park with the scariest rides in the U.S.? Let's <laughs> let's book a trip there right away because I I am excited about this new Jesse. You you went away and you found this. I still do have yourself. limitations on what I will ride. <laughs> well, so while you were on this trip, I was at home with Kirsten and Silas, and my mom had come to be here for the week because I had a number of media interviews, and I it was just going to be easier for someone to be here with Kirsten versus me having to try to get a babysitter um, multiple times. And I just felt like that would be better for her. But then also um, I was excited because it worked out for my mom's schedule and just for us to get to spend some special time together. But God knew that I was going to really need my mom here because Tuesday evening, well, actually Tuesday afternoon, we got a text from our DCS worker saying that she had recommended us for this placement of a baby that had come up. 
And then she said, expect for DCS, the placement worker to contact us. And so actually it was even further up in the air than that, because if I remember the text was like, would you be interested in, in them contacting you if indeed it looks like we're going to get him? Yes, because it was, it, it was very vague, wishy-washy up in the air kind of thing. And so we said yes. And she said that he had a cleft lip and down syndrome. And so we said yes. And then we heard from the placement worker and, you know, and you said, yes, we would be interested in getting more information, but then we didn't hear anything. Mm -hmm. And so typically if you don't hear anything within a few hours, they've found a placement, they they found a home. And so we didn't hear anything. That was probably, I'm trying to think maybe one 30 or two in the afternoon Mm -hmm. and we didn't hear anything. And so we went about our life and by about 7 p.m. Silas had baseball and I had just thought, well, it's you know not going to happen. So move on. And then 9.30 p.m. the phone rings and it says Nashville, Tennessee. And I know when in, it's Nashville and it's not a number that I know that and at 9.30 and it's at generally night, really late at night, I just knew this is the call. And so I answered and, you know, mind you, Jesse is in Florida and it's 1030 there. And so the woman on the other end of the phone starts to tell me that they have been looking all day, trying to find um, a a family in the county that this little boy was from that was willing to take him. But because he had some extra medical needs, um, they were just not finding a home. And so they were calling us. And so she proceeds to tell me and, you know, we had knew, known about the Down syndrome. She said cleft lip, which we then came to find out he has very, from what we can tell, we need to get more medical diagnosis, but severe cleft palate is mm-hmm. what it appears um, as well. And he also, she said, oh, and he has a feeding tube. Um, he can't have any food orally. And right then I'm thinking, feeding tube. Like, I don't even know exactly what that means. Um, She said it was a G tube. So I'm like, I think that's in their stomach. And I said, well, I've never, you know, used one of like, never done that before. I don't have any experience. She said, oh, no worry. It's, it's not a big deal. Well, you know, the worker that's been with him all day, she figured it out. It's easy. And so there were some other, a few other things that she told me. um, But I just felt in my heart that we were supposed to say yes, but I knew I needed to call you, Jesse, and ask you. And so gratefully, I was able to get a hold of you because you were in Florida and it was mm-hmm. 1030 and I didn't even know if I would be able to. And I had asked the worker, I said, so when were you thinking of wanting to place him? And she said, oh, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, you know, we're getting close to 10 o'clock at this point. And so I called Jesse and he, you just, I told you the details that she had given me. And, you know, we knew this was, they were looking for a long-term placement Mm -hmm. home for him, which that's a relative term when it comes to foster care, because typically that means, yes, typically that means it's probably going to be at least a few months or it could even be, I mean, quite a bit longer than a Mm -hmm. few months, but it can also, it's foster care. So it can also, something can change and it can be a few days, you know, but how it looked, it was going to be something more long-term. And so I called you and you picked up and do you remember how you felt in that moment whenever I was listening off the different things to you? No, it was late. (laughs) 
All I know is that you very confidently said yes. Well, it wasn't necessarily what I felt in the moment. It was that, I mean, we had talked about it in, in earlier in the day, earlier in the day mm-hmm. before when they had given us different information and we were at peace about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, nobody else is able to step up. We can do it. Yeah. And so I hang up the phone and call her back. And she said, okay, they'll be bringing him over. <laughs> and, and by the way, he was seven months old, which we found out then later that he was born prematurely at 27 weeks. So very tiny for a seven-month-old. And because of the Down syndrome and prematurity and other medical issues, he is, I would say, more along the lines of a two to three-month-old um, I would say probably a little bit older than that. It, some in some like his his mental capabilities mm-hmm. are definitely more than a two to three month old. He's because he's very, very from what we can tell, he seems very intelligent mm-hmm. and very able to understand. And he communicates and um, is able to kind of babble back and forth and laugh and mm-hmm. you know that sort of thing. But his bodily like his ability, his motor skills mm-hmm. are very much lacking. Um, like he can't roll over. He, you know, is just working on holding his head up and that sort of thing. So anyway, so they show up with him and it, she didn't get to our house. The worker didn't get to our house until 1215 AM Wednesday morning. And she drops off all the stuff that came with him, all this medical stuff and his feeding pump. And she had already fed him before she came. And so she's trying to show me and it felt very complicated and overwhelming to just kind of have it all, you know, dumped on me. But she's like, you'll figure it out. And then she left. She did give me her number, which I was grateful for because I did need to ask for some numbers to input into the pump and everything and verify some stuff. But it was just that feeling of what on earth have we gotten ourselves into? Because, um, you know, I've never dealt with cleft lip, cleft palate, mm-hmm. feeding tube or down syndrome and to have all of those at once. Plus he didn't come with there. It wasn't like, now here's this doctor and here's this. And if you have any uh, questions about anything, just call this number. And these people, you know, there was nothing. Mm -hmm. And I just, it was one of those things where I just had to be like, okay, God, we felt so strongly that you've called us to say yes. And so I'm going to trust you. The really funny thing was though, so I'm in the middle of book launch. And so the next day, 9.30 in the morning, I had a video interview at the Dave Ramsey Studios. So I had to get up and get out the door and go to that. And then um, I was able to cancel some of the other things that I had that day. But then the next day I had a big TV interview with the doctors and it was just like, God just carried me through though. Mm -hmm. And we were able to get him right in with um, our pediatrician. She was able to go dig up a bunch of paperwork and medical stuff and get us connected. And it was just, we have just seen God open up doors put people in our path and Mm -hmm. just provide for us again and again and again. And I just feel like it's just been such a beautiful place to be where Mm -hmm. you have said yes to something that is more than you are capable of handling on your own. Because especially in the middle of book launch with you, Jesse, being gone, when you're the one that usually 
does a lot of the lion's share of the medical stuff. And mm-hmm. he had all these medical things that it wasn't like you could just kind of be like, well, you know, we'll try to get to that in three to four months. It was like, you know, we had to jump in and figure out how a feeding tube works and figure out how to do the feeds and, you know, go find out, well, details on all of his medical stuff and research that. And, you know, I was having to research all sorts of stuff online. Like, I don't even know what things are called. And I'm trying to figure out what is the feeding pump called? What is the little tube that we need to, you know, and where do we get these supplies and where do we get his food from? And, and God, it's just in, in so many ways, I could sit here and just recount story after story after story in this last week and a half where he's just provided for us and just brought people who have just come alongside us and just supported us and held our arms up and gave given us information that we needed to know right mm-hmm. when we needed to know it and just been so faithful. We have had a few scary moments. We have had a trip to the ER um, and we have learned a lot of things that we probably, if we had known, we would have been scared of, but we didn't know. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know until um, there were medical people who he was in an appointment and they were helping us like, oh, that was something I never even thought of. Okay. You know, one thing that I've thought about was it's been really neat how God prepared us for this case with Champs. Mm-hmm. Because Champ had a lot of uh, medical issues as well. He was very, very fragile for a long time. And a lot of the medical issues that he had are similar to what we're going through uh, with this case here. And uh, it gave us the confidence that we can step out and we can do it. And it, it may be rough. It may be um, uncomfortable. Uh, it may be scary. It is scary. Um, but God will take us through it. And, um, you know, we really want to usually want to push ourselves and say, hey, you can do hard things. And it may look impossible, but uh, God is God of the impossible. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that just to recognize different ways that he was preparing our hearts for this, like mm-hmm. one little thing, I was at Old Navy, you guys had already left on your trip and I was taking Catherine shopping to get some things for her trip because she didn't leave until Sunday. And there was just this little velvet sleeper that I walked past on the clearance rack And it's just this little cream colored sleeper. And for some reason, this is not like me. I just felt this prompting by that sleeper. And I was like, that's weird. You know, zero to three months. We don't know what our next placement. I don't, you know, I I don't know anything, but I just, I I couldn't get that thought out of my head. And so I bought it. I thought it was going to be $8. I got up to the register and it was $2. Well, then here's the thing. It fits him perfectly. But not only that, but because it's one of those that zips from the bottom to the top, it works perfect for his feeding tube. And right now we we are having, you know, finding clothes that are adaptive for his feeding tube. That's been a challenge. Um, and I I need to go, I guess, Kohl's and Target have someone. I need to go research that and find what he needs. But in the meantime, just that this little velvet sleeper, like it was like, God put that on my heart to buy it. And little did I know that he was going to be wearing it multiple times. Just, you know, a few days later, he was going to be in our home. And it it was just like God saying to me, I've gone before you in this. And so we are just falling in love with him. He is a sweet, sweet little boy. 
He sleeps at night, which I told Jesse, I was like, you hit the jackpot on this one because you do the getting up with the baby we're fostering thing. And so he sleeps for six to eight hours at night. And Mm -hmm. um, we're getting pretty comfortable with the feeding tube Mm -hmm. and um, with his button and how it all works and um, learning a lot about cleft lip, cleft palate. He has a a surgery coming up soon. We think he's probably going to be having multiple surgeries and then Down syndrome, we're learning a lot about that. But just it's just been such an honor to get to care for him. And we don't know what the future holds. There are a lot of unknowns. And if I sit and play out a lot of things or camp on those, I can start to feel overwhelmed. But I just keep reminding myself, God isn't giving me grace for the future. He's not calling me to live in the future. He's calling me to live today and to be faithful today. And so that's what I'm seeking to do. And he just continues to give grace for the next step. But it was my book launch, which that was exciting. Well, the most exciting thing was you guys came back into town. But before you came back into town, we went to drop my mom off at the airport. And on the way home from the airport, so we have the two babies in the car. And I was all excited because I had actually done my first traveling feed where we had brought all the feeding pump and everything. And I'd hooked it up in the car and he'd fed in the car and that had all gone well. And then we're driving home from the airport and Kirsten starts throwing up, just like violently throwing up projectile vomiting. And so I have to pull over on the side of the road and we were just thought, well, maybe she ate something weird. Well, then 10 minutes later, she threw up again. By the time she had thrown up four times, had, you know, on the way home. And so then we ended up getting a pretty significant stomach bug. I gratefully started taking activated charcoal. And so mine was no near, nowhere near as bad as two of the girls were really, really sick. And Kirsten is still not fully recovered. But so that was interesting. And so Jesse came home to not only a new little baby that we're caring for, but also <laughs> the stomach bug. So yes, um, it's been a little bit rocky and choppy and wild for the last few days. But again, God has been faithful. My book launch was not at all what I ever envisioned because I had envisioned, you know, I was going to be, I had this plan and I was going to launch this book and be all strategic. And instead I was dealing with feeding tubes and doctors and phone calls from caseworkers and researching medical stuff and also (laughs) cleaning up throw up. And then I succumbed to the stomach bug right before like the afternoon before the day of my book launch. And so I spent most of my book launch (laughs) in my PJs in bed. Gratefully, I didn't feel horrible, but I was still definitely recovering. Mm -hmm. And it was just a good reminder to me, you know, what is the scripture? Man devises his steps, but the, what is, what is that word? Lord Lord directs directs his steps. steps and how it wasn't at all like I pictured, but it was, perfect in the sense of that the whole message of love-centered parenting is that it doesn't have to be perfect and that you can parent from a place of rest and peace and freedom and joy no matter what's going on around you because you are loved so much by God and you can live out of that love. And so I felt like I got real life hands-on experience to just be able to live out the message of my book and practice what I had preached in there. And I just felt such calmness throughout all of this, that God was in this 
God was going behind and before and above and with us, and I can just rest in Him and trust Him. So there's the last week and a half in a nutshell. There's so much more that we could have shared, but that gives you a high-level view. And um, as always, we love hearing from you. So many of you have written in recently and talked about how much you enjoy the podcast, and that just means the world to us. And we're just so grateful that you tune in every week, that you listen, that you care about our family. So many of you have been praying for us the last week and a half, and I, your prayers carried us through. Like Truly, we felt your prayers in a big way, and we are just anxiously anticipating what God has for the future, for the book, Love Center Parenting, for you know walking with this sweet little boy and um, loving him however long he is in our home. And just what that all looks like, we don't know, but we know that God's faithful and he's going to continue to be with us. So thanks for joining us today. We'll see you back next week. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com. 